0: Is a doctor not a profession? What do you do? I make people feel good, man. Uh, Double shot. I mean, anytime you get the crew on, come on. You know? Yeah. With that, huh? Um, Double Shot Tuesday, Songs with a Job or Profession, and the title 508.57 on the uh, text line. Like, I know we do it every week where it's like, oh yeah, here's the Motley Crue, the Van Halen, the ACDC. It's not our fault, though, Mark, that all of those bands have a wide variety of song titles that can fit into almost every prompt that we give. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't plan that, but no, I mean, no, no, no. Yeah. I I know we don't, but like we always joke, like here it is again. Yeah. Although I, we haven't had Motley Crew on in a while, the we Crue haven't have now been on Double Shot Tuesday in a while. So, um. All right. <laughs> in uh, Destin, Florida, at the Sand Destin Resort, Scott, there's a lot of um, a lot of power meetings going on. You know, I if you go to a. Uh, Big gathering, a convention or a large meeting, there's an agenda. Like, you know, first day. There's 8 an agenda and an two. agenda. But then there's the unscheduled events that take place. Mm, okay. You're hanging out in the bar at the resort. You're out by the pool. There's the nice tables at the restaurant. You know, there's no prices on the menu. You just order it. Conversations take place there. Um, the SEC meetings are underway, and as I wrote in my column at 96thegame.com, which if you click on and read, and then send a bunch of friends, and send to a bunch of friends, and send to a bunch of friends. Um, Life's good in the SEC, but like most things in life, even though it may be really good, you do face challenges. And what's happening in the SEC is similar to what's happening in other conferences. You're like, wait, <laughs> hear me out. Scott, you want a big check? They're getting big checks this week. Oh, you they better believe that. Yeah. Big check. They all say big winner. So they're going to give out a lot of money. And Vanderbilt says biggest winner. They're going to give out a lot of money. This is what you do with these meetings. Everybody celebrates and goes, wow, look at all this money. And by the way, that money's going to get even bigger with the new media deal that's going to kick off. So, life is good in the SEC. If you're a member of the SEC, you're in the most successful conference in the country in football. That plays the best football at the top of the league. It's won the most championships in the playoff era than anybody. The richest league is the Big Ten. More on them in a moment. But, life's good. The SEC just landed, Scott, eight Eight of sixteen regional host sites for the baseball tournament. Eight, which, by the way, quick side note: Kentucky's hosting a regional Lexington, Scott, mm-hmm. because of a massive or, or, or multiple large music festivals. Okay, and other events in the area. Mm-hmm. There are no hotels available in the Lexington and surrounding areas. You know where teams are staying? Campus housing. Weird. Yeah, because they're available. Yeah, and no participating team is happy about this. I can't imagine they would be. Um, but life is good, right? I mean, passionate fan bases, uh, great TV me- uh, 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 deal, a lot of money, life's good. But what the SEC is experiencing is similar to what everybody else is experiencing. Except they may not have as much to gripe about publicly But yet, in some ways, they do. For example, one of the biggest issues at the SEC, before you even get to the items, it's growth. Huh? What do you mean? Scott, you ever um, have a group of your friends, let's say it's, it's you and two others. Okay. And you're trying to decide, hey, where do we want to go eat? Oh, yeah. It's a dangerous game. But, you know, at some point, the group of three figures out, we'll go there. Yeah. What happens when it's seven people? There's too many there's too many options. What happens when there's 16 people? There's really too many options. Everyone's going to make the case for their one place. As the SEC has grown and adding two of the biggest brands in college football in Texas and Oklahoma who by the way are at the spring meetings and able to put input but can't vote. They have another year in the Big 12. UCF Terry Bohdjer is Going to the Big 12 meetings in West Virginia this week, he gets to vote because they become a member July 1, and these are issues that impact uh, the upcoming year. So Texas, Oklahoma can't vote this time at the SEC meetings, but they're there. When you get 16, you got 16 agendas. You got everybody that's got what's in it for me, what's best for me. So now when you get to the issues, like eight or nine game schedule, and this has gotten interesting. There appeared to be, a year ago, overwhelming support for the SEC to go to nine conference games. After all, Nick Saban was the most vocal. Hey, let's play, heck, I'll play ten. I'll play nine. I, yeah, more conference games. And Florida, and Georgia, and Texas A&M. And even some of the middle-of-the-pack and bottom-level schools are like, yeah, let's do nine. Eli Drinkwitz in Missouri, hey, I, I'm in. Yeah, I want to do nine. Well, then among the more than three dozen ideas about scheduling kicked around, they said, well, if we did that, then you'll end up with six rotating schools and then three permanent rivals. Then all of a sudden someone told Nick Saban, hey, it looks like they're settling on Auburn, LSU, and Tennessee as your permanent rivals. And Nick was like, screw that. No. <laughs> hey, I think I like eight. Wait, what? I, yeah, I think I'm good with eight wait a minute, now you're good with eight? Maybe I'm good with eight. And then you know what else happened? You had several coaches that looked and go, hey, if I'm realistic, I might strike lightning in a bottle every once in a while. But I'm probably looking at somewhere finishing eighth, tenth, and then you have other coaches that are like, I'm trying to finish twelfth. They don't want nine games. Why? Because you got a better chance of losing conference games than you do of scheduling an easy win. And for... Realistically, probably a half, if not a few more than half, of the coaches in the SEC have one objective. Well, two, really. But one, keep their job. Two, how do I keep my job? I go to bowl games. i got to get to six wins and seven as fast as I can. If I play another conference game, I, I don't want that. So now, there's the argument also, well, hey, if we're going to play nine, ESPN's got to pay us more money. And ESPN is apparently saying... No. We're good. What do you mean you're good? Listen, read the room, pal. We're shedding $5 billion with the CEO that just came back who's cutting thousands of jobs. We're not giving you more money. We're already giving you $800 million a year. Wait, so you're not going to give us more money? No. Well, then I don't want to play nine games. And by the way, if you don't play nine games, you will have scenarios where geographical rivals that need to play, won't be playing every single year. That's not the only problem the SEC has. Here's the other one, that the bigger you got with your league from now 16 teams. All right, pay for play. Well, the SEC's mastered that for years before it became somewhat legal. But whatever you want to call it, NIL pay for play. You've got different states that have different policies. Oklahoma just passed one of the most aggressive NIO laws, which, by the way, overrode a governor's veto. Overrode it. Why? Because they basically want to give their schools an advantage in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Tulsa. uh, They want an advantage. And by the way, they join states like Arkansas and Texas and soon other SEC states who realize, wait, we can't have one of our rival states have an advantage so let's change ours and basically the Oklahoma uh, law says hey a school they basically can be the collective they can endorse the collective they can do business with the collective they can communicate and pretty much dictate where the money goes and oh by the way the NCAA has no authority to come in and uh, and put penalties because it violates their rule the state's run out of the way to protect these schools Well, Greg Sankey thinks that, hey, we need some sort of national NIL guideline. He's not going to get it within his own conference. You've got states that have a more aggressive NIL law versus others. They like the recruiting advantage. Hey, we'll go tell recruits, you come here, our school's basically one of the collective, we determine what money goes where. So now he's got that fighting going on. Then there's the issue that will clearly be brought up, It's, hey, what do we do if the ACC does kind of blow up? What do we do? I don't think the SEC has any interest in expanding, and I don't think its media partner wants to hear that word because, again, they got their own crap that they're dealing with. But there'll be those whispers. And trust me, it's there. Florida, South Carolina will lead the argument going, no, we'd like being the lone SEC team in the state. I don't need my biggest rival stepping into our league. So the bigger you get, the harder it gets to agree on things. So, yeah, life is good. The check is big. You'd rather be in that fraternity than trying to get into that fraternity. But they had the same issues as the ACC and their internal fighting, the Big Ten and their TV contract mess, whatever the Pac-12 is. So bigger isn't always better. And you have the same problems because you have more voices that are looking out for themselves. Read the column at 96 of the game.com. Matt Michelle's next. Double shot Tuesday. Oh, little uh, Bob Marley. Here. Yeah? The sheriff gets it with the deputy. Nope. But the deputy becomes a sheriff. Correct. Dangerous gig, man. Songs with profession or job with the title. 50857. This is FM 969, the game, on AM 740 and iHeartRadio. Let me tell you about our good friends at FBC Mortgage and Scott Stinson and uh, his great team. Um, if you're in the market to purchase a home, these days you kind of wonder, I, don't, I mean, what's happening with rates? Uh, are there programs to help you, whether you're carrying some debt, first-time home buyer, military, whatever the situation may be? The great thing about Scott and his team is they're experts in every scenario. And Scott's been with FBC Mortgage since 2007. I, in fact, I walked past his office yesterday on Plant Street in Winter Garden. Uh, which you can also go by and stop in and say hi, or find them online at wgloans.com. If you're in the market for a home and need someone to help you with the mortgage process, no better team than Scott Stinson and his team at FBC Mortgage. Equal housing lender and MLS number 152859. Stinson team and MLS number 319684.